Good morning, Tom Moran here from Tom's Big Spiders. This one might be a shorter one only because I'm feeling a little bit under the weather. Apparently a cold that's been bouncing around my house for the past couple weeks um, is finally settled on me and uh, feel a little stuffy. I'm not sure how my voice is going to come out in this and I keep having to take time out to cough. So we'll see how it goes. I don't want to miss today. And I, again, I missed that one podcast a few weeks back and I was kicking myself for it because I really wanted to do a straight year without missing one. But the weekly format is a bit aggressive for me. Originally, it was supposed to be every other week. This is when I was looking at more expensive plans with less time. And then it came down to the point where people seem to enjoy it as much, so much that I figured I'd try one every week. So sometimes it gets a little bit difficult, but usually I have something to say. So I have a topic. It's just getting the time and in some cases not being sick and being able to do it. So Anyway, to start this one off, I did want to kind of uh, promote something I'm involved in. I'm sure a lot of you guys that, for those of you that are on YouTube, I know there's actually, which is really cool, there's a lot of you out there that do not follow YouTube, which I think is awesome, and just come for the podcast, but there's a competition, a feeding competition, and I'm, I'm making air quotes when I do it because I really don't take the competitions, to, they're more fun than anything, it's not like we're... Well, I'm not at least really battling it out. But anyway, there's a feeding competition called Fatal Fangs. It's being run by the channel uh, Bug Realms and promoted by Tarantula TV. Now, a little while back, I did something on Tarantula TV where I posted a video and I was able to go over and live chat with people watching the video. I've got to do one of those again. That was actually a lot of fun and probably will be a great way to come up with like questions for the podcast. Perhaps I'll maybe even record one. We'll see how it goes. But Transfer TV is a brainchild of Adam Hartwick, who I've spoken to, actually asked if I'd be interested in participating while he got the channel or the station up and running. And basically, it's something that if you have like a Roku device, you can actually add the station and it plays all Tarantula videos. He's got a lot of YouTubers in on it. He makes original content for it and it has a system where you can do live chats while you're uh, basically debuting a video. So I could put a video up, tell everybody, hey, meet me over at Tarantula TV. People could come over there, sign in for a live chat, and I can chat with them while the video is playing. Just a lot of really cool ideas, and they're really doing some neat things with it, and I'm hoping to see this thing grow. He's very invested in it. He knows his marketing. And this Fatal Fangs competition is basically being done on the channel as kind of a way to promote it. So hopefully it'll get some people over there interested. He'll continue to build his content. I'm hoping to do some original stuff for it eventually because I have a, you know, a Roku TV. We love watching stuff. You know, we have a bunch of channels that we have on Roku and I have the Tarantula TV one up there and we just love sitting down watching the Tarantula videos and stuff on the TV. It's just kind of cool and makes us feel like we're, we're, we're more popular as a hobby than maybe we are, but Anyway, I was uh, it was actually Mark from Mark's Tarantulas, a buddy of mine who we've done the uh, Off the Tongs Challenge feeding videos together, who contacted me and said, hey, the, all the YouTubers are having this big event. I, I am part of the Tarantula YouTube community. I just don't get on Facebook as much as I probably should, but there's just other ways to spend my time. I, I have Facebook. I like it for some reasons, but I'm not as consistent as some people are on it. And he clued me in on it, and I... You know, decide to take part. It'd be a fun thing. So, what's going to happen is hopefully today the video is going to be up 2 p.m. Eastern. So, depending on when I launch this, so the video will already be up. But basically, it'll be an eight by eight to start off. Eight uh, different people going against eight different other YouTubers with their best video of feeding clips. And they've already done two rounds already. I'm a ding dong. I should have promoted this much earlier. But I, unfortunately, when this whole thing started, it was right during the time where I wasn't even posting videos myself. I was too busy, had things going on, and have been scrambling to try to do my own videos, get caught up, and do the promotion for this. 
So, I will be going against Tarantula Cat, who has a, a fantastic channel. She's incredibly entertaining, very nice person. Chatted with her many times, just one of the cool people in the hobby. And I was unfortunately, you know, upset that I drew her name because there was... I, I didn't want to go against people that I'm friendly with right off the bat. I mean, it's one of those deals where I don't really care if I win, but then again, I don't want to look terrible, and Kat's got a really devoted following, and I'm not particularly great at feeding clips, so we'll have to see how this one goes. But anyway, for those of you who are interested in checking out my contribution, hopefully you'll check out the other folks as well. There's some great ones in there. Alex from uh, Tarantula Haven's in there. Um, there's a couple other, uh, Spidey V, um, Dave from Erie Arachnids, I believe is going. There's a lot of people that have a pretty good following going. So this should be a good batch. And basically you watch the videos and then you go on to the Tarantula TV website and you vote for the person you think has the best clip, not the person you like the most, not your favorite channel, the best clip. We want to make sure, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are competing that have smaller channels now, you know, even just 100 to 1,000 uh, followers. And then we have a lot of folks out there that have many, including like Petco, Exotics Layer, that are up in the hundreds of thousands. Heck, Exotics Layer may be up to a million. So it, the idea is you go on and whoever actually has the best clip, that's the person you're going to vote for, not the one you like the most. So hopefully you guys will check it out. You can vote repeatedly uh, from different devices and you can vote once a day. I believe voting closes on Friday, so you have a good five or six days to vote and you can come back and vote again and again. I got a funny feeling the people who have really rabid fan bases, those people will be out in full forces on all their devices voting every single day. But it's a fun event. I don't know. I think there's a prize for it. I honestly don't even know. I just did it more for fun. But it's kind of leads into my topic for today because I had some people that express surprise that I take place in these or I take part in these competitions and stuff and I know every time I do one of the fun videos it kind of turns off some of my core audience that are into the educational stuff and I had somebody ask yeah why are you doing the feeding videos it seems kind of weird with the educational stuff well for me it's fun I mean uh, bottom line I, I don't do a lot of feeding videos it's fun for me to kind of get down and dirty with some of the folks who are doing the more entertaining stuff and that's going to lead me into my topic about you know YouTube channels in a moment but I feel like it's – I don't often get to come out of my comfort zone as far as doing the educational videos. These allow me a, a slightly different avenue and I, again, if you've watched my feeding videos, I don't do a lot of them. But when I do them, I usually try to make those educational as well, talk about the specimen, give some details or whatever. But something like this is fun for me and I don't get to kind of brush elbows with some of the other people doing content. And I think this kind of leads in well to the topic I kind of want to talk about today because it's come up quite a bit recently, and I'm not sure what's spurring this all of a sudden, but the difference between educational and entertainment content on YouTube. And to just give my background for it, when I first got serious into the hobby, I spent a lot of time lurking on boards. I was actually lurking for quite some time before I actually joined, but that was kind of my go-to place, that and Mike's Basic Tarantulas, which I, speaking of which, I really want to get a hold of that guy and see if he'll do something with me because I love that site. Those were my go-to places, and on boards, generally speaking, YouTube was not considered to be a good resource for tarantula care, and that was the general theme. And when I first got into it, again, it's kind of like when you get into a crowd of new people that you respect and you want to kind of fit in with. I, I shared their sentiment, and I, and I admit part of it was my own because I would hear about the care from arachnoboards, and then I would go over and I'd watch these YouTube videos, and there were some good ones out there, you know, um, obviously – 
John 3600 was huge when I first started out. He just seemed very, you know, down to earth, not pretentious. He tried to, he was one of the few guys who went out there, tried to explain the husbandry. Tarantula Guy 1976 was obviously, you know, that was, I think, one of the first big tarantula YouTubers to kind of get decent success. He was another one would watch. But then I'd go over to Arachnoboards and listen to people pick apart their husbandry, pick apart their videos, say that anybody doing YouTube videos is just out there for them. And it really turned me off to that whole avenue, that whole outlet as far as looking for information. Now, I still continued to use it and I got, as I spent more time getting into the hobby and learning my stuff, I was better able to recognize which people were out there obviously just showing off what they have, not necessarily knowing what they're doing and which people I should be listening to that had some really good ideas that I could use you know, and apply to my own collection. So it took a little while for me to get to the point where I could discern, but I did come in from you know, a place mentally where I thought most of what was on YouTube as far as tarantulas were concerned was, was garbage. So fast forward a little bit. I started the Thomas Big Spiders website, and what I started to find is that some things are much easier to explain with pictures or even better videos. So I would take videos and just post them up on Tarantula on my YouTube channel, which at the time was not even a channel, it was just my YouTube where I dumped videos, and then use those videos, connect them to my articles so people would have a visual. And they were poorly shot. You know, I had a bunch of, I, I would do feeding videos, I would show friends and family with just like one species with a bunch of obnoxious metal music in the background. This was not in any way, shape, or form meant to be a YouTube channel. And basically a couple things happened. One, my daughter, Sydney, who is really into YouTube, was like, Dad, you should do, you know, take more time and do more with YouTube. And I was like, I really don't want to. Nobody, there's, at that time, there really weren't a lot of respected people doing tarantula husbandry information on YouTube. And I figured I would have a, a very uphill battle to try to gain respectability uh, through that outlet, through that media. Like I knew I already was starting to develop a good following on Tom's Big Spiders and people were starting to trust me there. But I thought YouTube, it would be like, oh, here's another guy who just wants to be seen and wants to be on quote unquote, you know, internet TV and didn't want to do it. But she convinced me. So I started putting out videos specifically for YouTube. Then I helped a guy out with some husbandry information. I got a, a shout out from John uh, 3600 which was fantastic, and that built me up to like a whopping, I think at that point I had been 100 followers or 100 uh, subscribers. I got a little bit more following, and then little by little, I just built it. And I tried to keep in mind that for me, the YouTube channel is not about me. I never set it up to be entertaining, which much to the annoyance of my own children and my children at school, because as I keep commenting, I am not as dry as I appear on these videos, it's just I really need an audience to interact with for my personality to come out. And, you know, Billy and I sometimes get silly, and I think that's the closest you get to who I really am. But uh, kind of irreverent in real life, we'll say quote-unquote real life, and, and a lot more fun, I would say. But, again, it wasn't supposed to be about me. Uh, Billy and I have had these discussions of ways that, you know, she's like, oh, we can get your personality to come out. And it's like, that's not what it is for me now. The channel has always been designed to be a resource. It's a place for people to go that I, I wanted to be a person that they could trust. I take it very seriously when I put anything out there, whether it be through the podcast, through my YouTube channel, through the website. I want to make sure that people can trust my information. I want to make sure I keep an open mind and listen when people come with, you know, we, I did the whole thing on trolls and how sometimes with the trolls I end up feeding them because I want to make sure that even if they're calling me a jerk and saying I'm 
useless, whatever. If they say something that I'm doing wrong in the video, I want to investigate that and make sure that I'm not doing it wrong because I don't want bad information out there under my name. That's just what it's about. So I think my approach to YouTube is not that, hey, look, at it's the Tom Moran show. People at work, I kind of hide this from them. I don't tell them. It's not something I'm gushing about and prideful about. I've always considered myself to be one of the biggest dorks on the planet, and this is just another dorky thing I do, shooting videos about spiders. I mean, if you think about that, if you tell most people, hey, what do you do for fun? I shoot videos about spiders and post them on YouTube, especially at my age. They're going to look at you like you're a little weird in the head, and probably they should. So getting into the YouTube thing, my goal, with the, the only goal with the YouTube channel, there was no subscriber. This, this is still kind of foreign to me. Sid had to tell me once again the other day that I was up around 15,000. She monitors my growth of my channel more than I do. But the goal for me was to create a channel that would be well respected throughout the hobby. I wanted to carry over some of the good, you know, favors I'd earned by doing the Tom Moran, uh, the Tom Moran, the Tom's Big Spiders website, and bring them over and create this a similar thing with a YouTube channel. And I figured I had a ways to go because. I remember going on Arachnoboards and somebody asked what your favorite YouTube channel is and people would go on and be like, you know what, I think anybody that does a YouTube channel is obviously narcissistic and has nothing to offer the hobby and just terrible, terrible things and terrible assumptions and it bothered me because I'm, I don't consider myself to be narcissistic. I don't want myself to be the focus of the video. In fact, for quite some time, I didn't even appear in the videos. I'm still not com comfortable appearing in the videos, but my goal was to kind of do more of the nature channel vibe where I introduced the clip. I do the outro to the clip, and that's all you'll see of me. I don't really want to be on camera. Believe me, there's times I think about taking myself off camera again, but I do like the format. If I could hire some nice young hosts that could do the job for me, I would more than happily do so. It seems some people appreciate that and respect that, but that's the avenue I'm coming from. That's why I have no interest in monetizing. It wasn't about making money. I don't care to make money. It just seems weird to me to take money from doing something that I consider to be like a free public service. Like I, I have some information. I enjoy doing this, so I get something out of it right off the bat. That's my reward. They're fun to put together. It's fun to watch my catalog grow as far as the different species I cover, but that's the avenue I'm coming at it from. Now, what's happened recently is we've had some channels absolutely explode, some wonderful channels, some great ambassadors to the hobby because they, they attract the, the people that aren't currently into the hobby, that don't really get spiders, and it brings them in. So, for example, uh, Petco from the Dark Den has been one of the big channels as far as he's, you know, beautifully shot footage. The guy knows how to edit. It's, you know, all HD He's got a wonderful personality that does play well for the camera, and I think for a lot of people, he he puts up the thumbnails that are easy for people to you know catch on to, like ooh, lots of spider, like the fun things, so that people that might not be normally checking out a tarantula channel will go, oh hey, this could be interesting, and check it out, and they stay because he's entertaining. They might not even be coming for the spiders; they might be coming for Petco, but he's done a great job of that. Exotic Slayer, which I find amazing because he's one of the ones that's the talking hands, which I did for a while, and he and I actually had a conversation about that because I wanted to do a collab with him, and he's like, I don't want to appear on camera. I'm like, I totally get it because at that point. I had just done my first few videos where I appeared on camera. Before that, it was just talking hands with me, but people like him. He does the fun watering videos where he waters spiders and they attack at him and, you know, just information. I believe he's also a teacher in his country and does a lot of just fun videos, well edited, cuts out the fluff. Two great ambassadors to draw people into the hobby. And now there's the tarantula 
YouTube, uh, traditionally YouTube Facebook group where it has attract attracted a lot of new people that are watching these people like Dark Den. They're watching these people like Exotic Lair, Exotic Lair, and they're coming up with their own channels. So now we have even more channels than probably ever before focused on arachnids. Now, the big discussion's been coming up on, uh, about whether why these channels, the, popu- the popular channels, seem to be the ones that have more entertainment value and why the educational channels don't seem to get as many views. And I think that's a fairly easy question to answer. Bottom line, the ones with the higher entertainment with, you know, Better hosts with more affable hosts, with hosts that are more inviting and fun and more natural in front of the camera, those are going to attract the non-tarantula enthusiasts. Those are going to attract, you know, we always look, when you look at demographics, you look at the fact that if you look at my channel, most of the people that are on my channel, I have a couple that I've talked to that haven't bought spiders yet, but they're interested. I'm not getting a lot of the people that are like, hey, I was out looking at motocross videos and your video popped up and I was like, hey, this guy looks cool and oh, a spider. It doesn't really happen like that. I usually get the people that are like, all right, I just bought this species. I need to know how to take care of it. Or I have slings. I need to know how to take care of them. Oh, dear Lord, my spider just flipped over. I don't know what's happening. I think it's dead. Oh, here's a video on molting. They come to me for educational reasons. So I'm going to attract that smaller group, that niche group in the hobby that are already hobbyists or people just getting into the hobby that are looking for information. That's a smaller group. I'm not getting that group of people that are out there, you know, just not interested in tarantulas, but looking for entertainment value. Kind of the way we used to watch like uh, the crocodile hunter. And I'll go back to that in a minute where a lot of people, Steve Irwin for all his diddling of the animals in the wild and harassing him. And it was a lot of people forget that back when this was out, there was a huge debate over, what he was doing because he was, you know, a lot of times he was harassing animals and getting them angry, which is why they were biting at him while he was out there doing his thing. But in the same time, he was bringing so much awareness to animals and conservation that you kind of had to overlook that. And that's where I think we kind of get into a little spot with the Tarantula YouTube channels because I do think that there are some great, and, and some of the people I've mentioned are just fantastic, but there are, the, the issue I'm seeing now is that there are channels popping up where the people are just getting into the hobby and it's more of a just, hey, I want to share what, you know, my experiences, but then they start giving advice or they do something wrong and a lot of these guys are very upfront with it. Some aren't so upfront with it and then we get situations where people will come in, see this person on YouTube, go, oh, this person has a lot of spiders, not realizing that they bought them last Wednesday and start asking questions and the person not wanting to look dumb on their own channel will try to answer the questions and I've seen some really cringeworthy responses from people who have just joined the hobby that are trying to do that educational thing so I do think there's it's important to separate and what you're doing I mean can there can it be entertaining and educational absolutely I don't want this to come across like I'm saying the two can't coexist they absolutely can and I think that's probably the perfect combination but I do think there is a line between an educational channel one which the main purpose of the channel is not to entice a bunch of people that aren't really into tarantulas in the first place, but to cater toward the people that are already in the hobby looking for information. And one where it's either just somebody showing off like a, a, a vlog, a video vlog. Like, here's my hobby. I love the ones that come out. And some of my favorite of the newer channels are the ones that are just upfront all the time. Like, hey, does anybody know how to do this? Like, I haven't seen this before. I love that because that's something that you can continue to grow on. And then as you get more information, obviously, I think what's going to happen is you will become a resource to many of your followers. So I do think it's important for for people that are starting in doing the channels and everything to keep in mind that there is a place for entertainment ones, there's a place for educational ones, but we do want to be upfront with our viewers about where we're at 
it made sure it's clear that if we just got into the hobby, we just got into the hobby. That's great. And I think that's something that's important for people to note because the average person that's going out there that's becoming interested in the hobby because of, you know, Dark Den or Exotics Lair, they're enjoying it. starts off as just curiosity. Like, what are these people going on about with the spiders? And look at this. And they're doing feeding videos. And what is this unboxing thing? It's a new thing to them. They're discovering it. And then they start getting interested. Then they start to want to get one. Now, with these guys, they've obviously got some experience under their belt. They're probably going to they're going to end up with decent information, good information. However, if it's somebody newer or somebody that's just got into the hobby and they come on, they're like, oh, this guy's doing this really fun video and oh look at he's showing off the spider I'm going to ask him some questions and they don't know the answers that's where it starts to trouble me a bit and that's where I think we got to the spot where when I first got into the hobby they were on arachnoboards where they would say any and, and it's the truth and, and it's not to say it I love the tarantula YouTube community I love that it continues to grow the more people out there showcasing these guys as the amazing creatures they are and not as bloodthirsty monsters the more people we will draw into the hobby it's awesome but I do think that there was some there was some substance behind that prejudice on arachnoboards back in the day that any Joe Schmo can go out there, create a channel, and start basically making themselves appear to be some type of expert in the hobby. And again, to be very, very clear, I'm not saying I'm an expert in the hobby. I've made that point clear. I've never changed my you know description of my channels or anything. I will continue to learn stuff. I do things wrong. But I do have experience that I like to share, and I when I tell people information, it's from my own experience or from my own experience and collected. I love talking to people and hearing their experiences, so that's where I'm coming from. But again, I could have started Tom's Big Spiders. I could have just bought a huge box of tarantulas three weeks before gone on video and went, yep, here I am. Here's how you take care of them. I wouldn't have known what the heck I was talking about. So I had, this kind of leads into where this whole thing is stemming from. I've had some people contact me lately. And the one thing I found about the YouTube thing, which is amazing to me, and I never anticipated this, is people that like your channel, it's like a TV show. They love, they like you, they like your personality, they like everything you do, they, they, I think some of them like you so much, you'll turn a blind eye if you did something, like I go out and say, oh, I just killed half my collection, and it would be a bunch of people going, oh, that's okay, that happens, it's like a weird dynamic that I wasn't expecting, for me, this is all just, I'm just some dude putting out videos on spiders to help people out, there's no weirdness, you don't need to be like, oh my god, you know, a huge fan, I, that, that all is strange to me, because it's just not my mindset when I do this stuff, but I'm starting to realize that people really do love their channel. I have a lot of people that like my channel and are upset with the fact that I don't have what they perceive to be enough subscribers. Now, here's my thing on the subscribers. I don't worry about it. I know a lot of people will say that, but Billy and I have these long talks about how long it, it takes me to keep up with comments, and I get behind sometimes on the comments, and the whole point of this for me is to be able to interact with people and help them when they have questions, and if I were ever to get to the point where I had too many subscribers that I couldn't do the comments on the videos, I would pack it in. There's, there's no point in me doing it that, so I'm very comfortable where I am now. I do like to see growth. I'm not going to, that would be a lot, I'd be lying if I said I'm not, you know, when Sid comes down, like, hey, you just hit 50,000. Like, oh, cool, but that's about it. I don't really, I don't need it for monetization. I don't need it to convince me I'm doing a good job. It's not a popularity contest. However, that's not the view a lot of people take. And I've had a lot of people offering advice to me lately on how I could better improve my channel 
to make it uh, appeal to more people because in their minds, they're like, you'd be crazy not to do this. You got to get more people. I don't really, people are finding me. People are finding me. It's, they're finding me at a good rate that I'm able to keep up with comments and keep up with the social aspect of the channel and still able to dispense, you know, advice when it's appropriate. I don't need a bunch of other people, but I had somebody the other day that actually this has happened twice now where people told me I should smile more and I look grumpy, which was funny. And I'm like, I don't like when I, my smile, I don't, it just doesn't come naturally to me sometimes when I'm doing those videos. Uh, they were talking about like hand movement, editing. I should edit and do close-ups. I should do – one of the people was like you should uh, decorate your room or do a green screen, have stuff in the background. And they were all great things that I've thought of doing. Well, some of them, the smiling and the, the hand gestures and stuff was a little weird. But I, I got it. It was coming from a good place. That's not what I'm about. I'm not. I I did some experimenting with editing. I actually am, am okay with the editing and have some things I would love to do. But a, it's time consuming, so it would cut down my output quite a bit. And I have a list of about thirty species, including scorpions and things of that nature. I'm supposed to be doing videos on that I haven't gotten to yet. The more editing I do, the more production I do, the less information I get out there. So I have to strike a happy medium as far as what I'm putting out. The other thing is. People will talk about, you know, you should, for your thumbnails, you should put, you know, the clickbait stuff, put a picture of a spider rearing up, or a lot of people will use like little cute terms like look at my spoods or spoods are all angry and stuff like that. That's not me. I'm, I'm not doing emojis on my thumbnails. I'm not putting, you know, clickbaity things on it. I want exactly the information that people are looking for. Even in my titles, I've had a lot of people. This is, this is a popular one. I, when I do a title for a video, I put the scientific name with the common name and then husbandry or rehousing or whatever it may be. And people are like, no, you don't want to do that. You want to do things like crazy spider rehousing or best spider rehousing or um, most amazing feeding video. And I'm like, no, it's not the best spider rehousing. No, it's not the most amazing feeding video. I can't do that. That's just, that's hyperbole. That's not my thing. What I want, I don't care for some, you know, some guy off the street like, oh, look, at there's going to be spiders killing people in this. Let's check it out. I'm not, that's not my audience or not my targeted audience. My target audience is a guy who just went to Petco, bought something, realized he probably should have done the research first, and now is looking for something that he can, you know, some good information so that he can set it up correctly. So I need to make sure it says a fauna pelma simani up there and the – what is it, the zebra tarantula or whatever, so that they can quickly find that information, not a bunch of, you know, weird uh, hyperbolic, you know, topics they have to weed through, like, oh, look at that, like, I want them to be able to identify the information as soon as possible, that's the point. So, I, I think I wrestle sometimes with the fact, and I've, I know I had one person really get upset with me when they came to me with some ideas on how to promote my channel, and my response was, I'm not really looking to promote it. It's so far with the Tom's Big Spiders thing. I started off with a website. I put the stuff out there. Somehow people found me, still trying to figure that one out. And we built that. Then I kind of went over, started doing the YouTube thing. And that's become my main focus now, although I desperately want to get back to my website, hopefully over Christmas break, do some work there. But people found me from there. And then just people find the information. I put it up, they find it. I'm not into promotion. I do not like promotion. Years ago, I had a... Um, I did some writing. I had a book that came out, small press uh, publisher, and I was terrible at the promotion aspect. The publisher probably wanted to strangle me because I have a hard time talking about myself that way. Hey, check out my channel. It's the best. Check this stuff out or, or going over to do things to try to promote. It's, it's not in my best interest even right now because I have enough people uh, following me that I have more than enough questions to answer and things to do that I'm not looking to promote. 
So it gets a little, I think people take it personally because they want to be able to go, look at my, this is the channel I really like and it's the most popular channel. And Tom's Big Spiders will never be the most popular YouTube channel. It's just not going to happen. I don't foresee one of those, you know, a lot of times it happens with a good viral video. I think some of these guys like uh, Petco and Exotic Slayer and stuff, it just takes one good crazy feeding video or something to get a bunch of people over that have never looked at your channel before and then things blow up from there. I'm all, I I do really want that to happen. I, I would go nuts. I look at the comments they get and it's like I would go nuts trying to keep up with that and then would have to get Billy involved and it, it just it's not supposed to be that. So I think I, I feel bad because this is coming out on the podcast. This actually wasn't completely what I planned on talking about this morning, but it feels kind of good to get it out. So thanks everybody for being my, you know, therapist this morning or whatever. But I think the point I'm trying to make is my, I'm very comfortable in with my spot in the hobby right now. I'm very comfortable not being the most popular YouTuber. I would never want to be the most popular YouTuber, quite frankly, what those guys have to deal with, you know, even the little things that just not my cup of tea. What I want to do is continue to educate. I have fun doing this. So I get the, all the rewards I get come from the creative process of putting these videos together and talking about animals that I absolutely love. I'm one of those guys that you get me on a topic that I know about and enjoy, whether it be metal, whether it be Transformers, whether it be horror movies, something that I enjoy talking about. The adrenaline, you know, you get that rush that I think people probably get that do exercising or sports to get something out of it. I love that kind of stuff. So for me, that's where the reward comes from, which is why I'm not into monetization. I do not, and this is my personal thing, it annoys the living crud out of me when I go to play a video and an ad pops up. And especially if I'm looking down and it's like a three-minute video and I just want to see what something looked like or how they were keeping it and an ad pops up, that drives me nuts. And I don't want to ever have the people that are coming to me for information have to sit through an Avengers ad or some type of tampon ad or whatever it may be that comes up on YouTube when you're, you're searching for something. I don't want that. So that would be right there. That's all the deterrent I need, even if there was a bunch of money to make out of it. If there's ever a point where I feel like we, you know, Billy, I would need the extra money. And that's the other thing is we're comfortable. I'm not, I don't really, all I do is buy more spiders and toys with it. If that, that ever came to the point, there's other things I could do that would not take away from the educational aspect of it, that would not force people to basically watch, you know, ads or put up with that stuff while they're trying to find information. I could do t-shirt designs. I could, there's a lot of things I could do on the side that I have no interest in doing. Speaking of which, I've had a lot of people ask me about merchandise, still feel weird about that. I, I may design some t-shirts for fun, but again, I'm not looking to profit off of this. So I think my my main point of this podcast is to get out there that it's okay for us to have different types of channels. We can have entertaining channels. We can have educational channels. They all serve their purpose. The entertainment channels are the ones that serve as that bridge to those who are not currently into the hobby. They interest them. I think about, you know, we brought up Steve Irwin before. Um, There was another guy, Jeff Corwin, Jeff Corwin, the Jeff Corwin experience. Billy and I used to watch both, and we used to joke that when I wanted to be entertained, I would watch Steve Irwin and The Crocodile Hunter. And again, most of the stuff he was talking about, you know, he was he it was obviously educational at the same time, but we were usually watching to see if Steve ended up getting bit by something. That was kind of it was like 
watching the hockey for the fights or something. It was like, all right, anytime now. And I love the guy. I still, you know, we, he shows up on TV. His family's got a new show out and we can't wait to watch it. But it's kind of sad at the same time because I did love the guy. I love the show, even though he, he, God, he molested those animals. But then you, when you wanted real good information, you go over to Jeff Corwin. Jeff Corwin seemed to be the more academic of the two. He was less wild, less crazy, but definitely knew his stuff was, was a bit more on the educational side. I'm okay with being that guy. I'm okay with not having the all the fans gushing and and all that that's totally I'm not the fan thing creeps me out honestly I'm I'm totally okay with that I think there's room for both I think the petcos and the exotic layers and again these I'm not bashing these guys and saying they don't know what they're doing they're they're obviously seasoned hobbyists that's not what I'm saying I'm just saying that they are much more entertaining than I am and they bring a lot of people over and I have I've had people go hey I got brought into this hobby by Petco and I love his channel and I just found your channel and I love all the great information that's perfect let them trickle down to me when they when they need some information and want to hear you know how to keep the animals or whatever that's totally okay by me the part I do worry about and the part that does cause me concern being somebody that really prides themselves on presenting good information and abhorring misinformation is that there are some folks out there that will get into this, they won't know what they're doing, and they will kind of position themselves as experts in the hobby, giving advice and answering questions that they really aren't at the level to really answer yet. I, there's, a, there's always this issue I have of people regurgitating information where they hear somebody say something enough and it used to happen on arachnoboids a lot where people would hear stuff on arachnoboids somebody would tell them hey you got to keep a water dish in there next thing you know it you know two days later after them arguing they don't need water dishes they're telling another keeper hey you got to keep water dishes which is great because the information is is being passed around but it's like they're taking information that's not theirs that they haven't really experienced and seen for themselves yet and and passing it off and that can get dangerous i had one day one of the few comments i had to kind of jump in with on my uh, comment section in YouTube is I, I had posted a video and somebody came on and asked about Theraphosostermy and a guy who had a channel and, and any of you out there who are listening to this that are on the Tarantula YouTube community, I assure you, I swear to God, this is nobody I have encountered there. This was a while back and I don't believe this channel lasted very long, but the guy came on and was like, oh yeah, with T-Sturmies, you got to keep the substrate super soaking wet. You got to put moss in. You got to make sure if, if you got too much ventilation, you got to cover it up. And I was like, no, 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 no. And unfortunately, the guy he was speaking to went over to his channel and commented on his channel. He's like, yeah, subscribe. This is great. And the guy's information was just terrible. Now, again, I don't want to judge. Everybody has a right to go out there and share their love of this hobby. It's when I have an issue is when people go beyond just sharing the love of the hobby, they're new to the hobby, and start giving bad advice. That bothers me. That means more emails from me, more Facebook messages that I'm late on answering, more comments on the videos that I have to get into detail on. It just makes more work for everybody and can kill spiders. So I actually had to slap the guy down a bit, and I, I say that I did as nice as possible. I was like, hey, wait a minute. I have Stormy. I've raised two from slings, went into the whole thing. And the guy was okay about it, but you could tell he was a little upset that I kind of stomped on him. But again, buddy, you were on my comment section on one of my videos. That's my spot to answer, not yours. So the question has been going around for people that, you know, have YouTube channels. Does that automatically make you a role model? And in a way, it does. By putting yourself out there publicly, you're kind of setting yourself up as, an, as somebody that knows what they're talking about. So I do think it's – for anybody – somebody was asking me advice not that long ago for people starting a new channel. A, do it for the fun of it. 
Don't do it because you're looking to get a bunch of views because it's it's tough. It takes a certain type of personality. I'm watching a couple people now blow up. Tarantula Cat, just, she's blowing up, and you can tell she's just got that infectious personality that's going to attract a lot of people beyond just those that want to look at spiders. For me, they don't, they're not coming for me, and that's totally okay. They're coming for the spiders and the information. For Cat, she's got the type of personality that's going to attract people in, and that's great. And Cat does know what she's doing and does ask questions and does pride herself on good care so that's a perfect combination so there are folks out there that are going to do this that are going to have both those elements for those of you that are just getting into it though know that it's really tough to get that many viewers and i think what happens is a lot of people obsess over how many people they're getting to watch their videos that becomes the benchmark for how they're going to measure everything and that can lead to disappointment go out there do it for fun hobnob around put out good content and don't be afraid to admit you don't have all the answers right off the bat. I mean, and this is obviously toward folks who are just getting into the hobby. It seems to a lot of the folks starting new channels are just getting into the hobby. Obviously, there are those of you out there that have been doing this for years. And if you're getting into it, by all means, get your information out there. But I've had a lot of people that are just like, hey, I've seen some of your videos. I love your videos. I'd like to do my own channel. What What would you recommend? Just set the, I don't want to say set the bar low, but do it for fun. If it's not for fun, there's no point in even doing it, honestly. That's my idea. Be honest where you're at. Ask questions in your videos. What I've seen, some of the best discussions I've seen come in the comment section where people say, I'm not sure what I'm seeing here. And then people go on and answer. That's valuable. That's great because people that later on go to check out this video are going to watch you admit, I don't have all the answers. They're going to go down. They're going to see a wonderful discussion where they're going to get the answers. That's how this should work. And I think... The trick is, you know, do what you're comfortable with. If you're not comfortable in front of the, ch- the channel, do the talking hands thing. That's totally okay. If you are comfortable and you got that personality, well, you might be the next person that's, you know, the exotic slayer or dark den that's going to go out there and be the new face of the hobby. That's great. But just do it for the right reasons. Don't feel like you have to go out and immediately be the expert or know everything. Set that idea. I think an important thing that we can create as far as, it, you know, a general sentiment through the hobby is the fact that we're all still learning. It doesn't matter if you're Tom Moran, if you're Petco, if you're Darren from Exotics Lair, whoever you may be, we're always learning new stuff. That should be like our main, I don't know if we had some type of placard that we put up with our you know mission statement for the hobby. We're all going to continue to be lifelong learners in this hobby. And I think creating a channel when you're a novice and putting information out there and showing that you don't have all the answers is an incredibly powerful thing unto itself. But again, I do think we would be foolish to not admit that when people's channels get big enough, when they get enough followers, they are considered to be experts by default. And it's important that the information and the examples we set out there are the type that we want to, you know, we want to set that good example. We want them to look at us and go, all right, this is what the hobby is about. So I do think it's like when the the athletes, the star athletes will do the I'm not a role model thing. And it's like, well, unfortunately, you can't pick who's following you. You are a role model. I'm a teacher. And although it may, it's, it's weird sometimes to think I'm a role model to many of these students I have. And so my example, stuff I say, stuff I do is going to be taken very seriously and looked at very seriously by these kids. So I think those of us who are doing anything publicly with the tarantula hobby, whether it be a website, whether it be a podcast, whether it be YouTube channels, whether you be putting together, you're putting together a magazine, it's important to keep those goals of keeping us lifelong learners and putting out correct information and have those be paramount when you create this, this, whatever the avenue is you're trying to explore. 
So in closing, to kind of sum it up, hopefully this one made sense. I kind of just went off. This really wasn't supposed to be the whole podcast, but what the heck? I feel bad. because So for those of you who don't watch YouTube and are only here for the podcast, I apologize, but I'm sure you've probably caught YouTube videos, and I'm sure there's some of you out there that probably don't watch YouTube for the very reasons that I just mentioned. But do I think YouTube has a place in the hobby? Yes, I do. Do I think that folks need to be careful when trying to find husbandry information, accurately hu- accurate husbandry information and spider information? Absolutely. Just by, you know, just the huge mass of people now doing these channels, you have to be careful of the information that you're pulling off of YouTube to make sure that you're getting people that, you know, actually know what they're talking about. Is there a place for entertaining channels and people just doing vlogs and showing it? Abs- again, absolutely. I would hate that. We need a presence. We need people out there checking us out. We need to be recruiting new blood to the hobby, new people that are interested in tarantulas, and that's the best way to do it is through these videos. Through this, you know, this is what a lot of my students watch. Is a lot of adults. This is used to be you jump on TV when you got home. Now a lot of people jump on YouTube. I'm guilty of it myself. So it would be a shame not to use this platform to try to recruit people. And I think everybody has their, you know, everybody can have their audience and their spot in helping forward the hobby, whether you've just started off and you're showing what it's like. I I always try to encourage new keepers, put out your mistakes, put out the things that you find out because a lot of times they hear them from people like me or people like, you know, Dark Den or Exotic Slayer and they think, oh, well, you guys already know this. This is easy. They want to hear it from people that just learned it themselves, that it's fresh. It's like, oh my gosh, you, you, you thought that your spider was dead when it flipped over too? Wow, that's, that's great to know that I'm not the only one. Or you freaked out when your spider buried itself? There's kind of, you know, an opportunity there to bring together people that are just getting into the hobby so they can share their experiences and realize they're not alone in some of the, you know, fears and anxieties they're having while keeping these animals. I think that's very important too. So everybody, there's a place for the, there's a place for people that have been doing it forever. Obviously there's a place for people that just picked up their first spider yesterday. I still love one of my favorite types of videos to watch when I go on are ones with people that are just getting their first spiders because it kind of reminds me of what it was like when I first got mine and you're so careful you're trying to rehouse and your hands are trembling I love those it's like great because this is somebody that's probably going to have 150 of them in two years because it is an addictive hobby so yes YouTube can be an amazing place to find information to meet fellow hobbyists to basically find people that are going through the same things you are but I do feel like that anybody starting a channel does have a responsibility to make sure the information they're putting out there is accurate to be transparent transparent as far as what their skill level is and I'm not saying you go out there and go hey I suck I have no idea what I'm doing but keep it real in your videos don't try to like hey I just got the species yesterday I looked up some information I'm a little curious though I've heard this and I've heard this what do you guys think that right there makes your video more powerful because it's going to open things up eventually to discussion with other keepers that might know better and again do it for fun don't go out there trying to I, I mean again I know there's there's people out there that have always wanted a YouTube channel, and I totally get it. My daughter, Sid, I'm, I'm pretty sure is going to be a YouTube personality someday. She's absolutely wants that, and I that's totally cool. It's not my thing, but I have 100% respect for it. We need people like that. Those are the ones that are going to be you know, the entertainers that get people into our hobby. But even if you're not, you can still there's still a place for you. You can still have fun. Look at me. I was dry as heck when I first started doing this. I'm still pretty dry, and yet... People are showing up and, and putting up with my videos and listening to the information and sitting here through 42, what do we have, 42, 22-minute podcasts, 42-minute, 24 seconds, there we go, podcasts with me talking, which blows my mind. So, 
Again, if you haven't checked out YouTube videos and you're just listening to the podcast, I totally get it. But there's some good stuff out there. And I think it's just as a community, we need to make sure that for people that are looking to YouTube for information, that we're careful, we use our brains, we double check, we cross reference and make sure that the information we're getting is accurate. And then my my biggest takeaway for people that are starting a YouTube channel, do it for fun. Be real. Try not to be somebody fake. And make sure you just don't take it to a point where you're trying to become an expert in order to get more views. Be yourself. Your channel will grow. You'll get more and more expertise. And people will be able to – I've watched a couple channels. The guy's been around 9, 10 years. You can see a huge change from when they first started out to now. And I think that's really important for people just getting into the hobby too to realize a lot of us spend years learning this stuff and getting to this point and that's okay. All right, so I apologize. This one, again, not what I originally intended on doing. The good thing is my voice held up. I am holding back a cough right now so desperately. One of my eyes is actually watering down my face. So we're going to end it here. Again, I apologize for, I keep keep saying sorry, but I know now that my audience for my podcast is different from my YouTube people, but maybe we'll get a different perspective for those of you out there who don't watch YouTube videos, maybe explain why not, and I'm sure we'll get some interesting tidbits out of that. So that'll do it for this time. Thanks so much for listening. Obviously, you can check me out on Tom's Big Spiders on YouTube because I just spent like 45 minutes talking about that. And then there's also my website, which I need to update over Christmas break. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys all next time.